Hello everyone, this is episode 6 and that's a very special episode for me. My producers decided that this one's going to be me answering questions, telling you a bit more about myself and what my views are about construction, about the past, now and the present. So if you're looking to know more about me and what I think is going to happen in the future, how things are going to look like in, in the next 10 or 15 years, stay tuned. Uh, this one is especially for you. I hope you enjoy it. Mahmoud El-Suki, founder of the Construction Noise Podcast. Welcome to the Construction Noise Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing us to host you. As you have probably mentioned in the introduction, I'm Raj and also on the line is Vic. We are the producers of the show and we figured getting to episode six would be a good time for you to share a little bit more about yourself. You did mention a lot of stuff. You gave us a lot of hints in episode one about yourself, your background and your relationship with the construction industry. So we thought, let's go back to the very beginning and hear a little bit more. And so maybe a good place to start on this episode is you telling us a little bit about a little bit about where you were raised and where you grew up and what the actual original contact point was with construction. So let's go back to day one. Where, where are you from? Where, where were you born? Where were you raised? Well, I'm originally from Lebanon. I was born in Germany, Berlin. Uh, I spent two years there. Then I moved to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so born in Germany and, and raised in Abu Dhabi. So you were born in Germany, but you're originally from, your family is from Lebanon. Yes. Why were you born in Germany? Uh, well, during the civil war in Germany and sorry, in Lebanon, you know, uh, things were a bit hectic. So my dad and my mom uh, migrated to Abu Dhabi and, you know, since like Things were starting off here in the country and it's not like it is today, around 30 years back. So, uh, my mom, uh, you know, she was here with my dad for like almost five or six years. Then, uh, she went to Germany where her side of the family, uh, moved to after the, you know, all the bad, uh, sequence of events in, uh, Lebanon. So she, uh, stayed there for almost like, two years and a couple of months. So once she got there, uh, she got the news that she was pregnant with me. And she was like, okay, I might as well just stay here with my mother and sisters who will, you know, definitely support me much more than being in Abu Dhabi alone or like going back to, uh, you know, uh, chaotic Lebanon. And like two, once I was like two years old, my dad's like, okay, it's time to bring you back here and th that time it was me my mom and my older sister she was like four years old and i was like two yeah and then we moved back to abu dhabi and i've been living here ever ever since uh, i actually moved uh, moved out of abu dhabi for almost four and a half years when i did uh, my university uh, my like you know the bachelor's degree but uh, ever since like i've been here in the city and I don't think I'm going to go uh, anywhere soon. Is there a particular time where you then remember first falling in love with construction? You mentioned it on your your first episode, but going back to your childhood, like maybe you can expand on the story of you kind of like from being born to that 
pivotal moment where you were like, I like, I like the look of what's going on in the construction world and maybe I'd like to be part of it one day. You know, as I mentioned, like I was in Abu Dhabi and we, uh, I went to a school which was nearby uh, our house, usually in the mornings because I wasn't fully awake. Uh, my dad would drive me to school. But in the afternoon, uh, I would come back home uh, walking. So during that time, I used to pass by so many uh, construction sites because uh, back then, almost uh, 25, 24 years ago, uh, Abu Dhabi was booming and there were always construction sites. And I was always captivated by this orange temporary fencing. It was so bright. Uh, like, you know, the way the sun hit that uh, orange, it just, you know, sometimes it was um, almost blinding to look uh, sh- straight at it. But, uh, you know, it always like left uh, left a mark uh, in my head. And every day I just see it and like, I wish I can go inside and like know what's happening on the other side. And one day I actually like, you know, got a peek because one of the cars, like, you know, one of the construction cars was going out. So they opened the gate and they're like, wow, so many people are there. And like, what, what are they doing? Then, like, you know, I built up the courage almost a year and a half later, I guess, uh, to just go there and ask the security guy to like, oh, please, sir, can I just see what's happening inside? So him being kind to this little kid, he's like, well, I'm sorry, but like, this is a restricted area because you're not, you don't have any safety, uh, wear on and like, you need to get all the PPE and stuff. So I was like, okay, thank you. And then I just left. Two weeks later, I, uh, asked, I think, I think it was my mom. I asked her to like actually buy me a hard hat and she was like, okay, why not? She wouldn't find the size. You know, the right size, cause I was not like, I was almost, I don't know, like seven, almost seven, seven and a half. But like she eventually managed to find me one. And, uh, again, I went to that security guy and he's like, uh, sir, can you please let me in? So definitely again, I don't have full PPE, but I guess he was, you know, he was just amazed by, uh, my uh, persistence and he just, you know, grabbed my hand, took me inside for like, I don't know, almost a minute, just took a look around and I was out. Uh, in that minute, you know, I was like, oh, I felt like I'm over the stars. Well, I, I, I'm like, I'm seeing the real thing, what's happening. So many people moving around, stuff being moved around. Like it was so noisy. I just uh, couldn't hear anything else. And uh, yeah, th- that was it. Like that was like love at first sight that, uh, well, technically, when you say site, it's construction site. So it's like both ways. It's like love at first sight. And that's how the story started. So was it always going to be construction from you from that point onwards? Or was there anything else that you're looking at? In terms of profession, uh, I was always considering so many options. For me, construction was not, you know, this um, engineering or like scientific path. Or I wasn't looking at it in that way. Like I just wanted to be in an active environment with so many people and being in outdoors. So as I got older, I understood like I'm not really interested in the engineering. 
as much as being like outdoors, being active. Uh, I love people so much at some point, I considered becoming a psychologist. Yeah, a very weird combination. So after graduation, I was like, you know, I sat with my dad. Okay, like, I'm going to go into the business world. I want to become like a businessman. So he was like, make sure like you can earn a living. Uh, well, he, he said that he, he didn't really mean it. Uh, being a, you know, Middle Eastern, uh, typical dad, he wanted to see, uh, like, a, a you know, like he wanted to see a piece of paper that said doctor, engineer, lawyer or something. So I felt that and, uh, you know, I wanted to, to do something that was a, a mix of both, like, what what I really liked and what what you know what my dad wanted wanted to see me uh, because honestly he put so much uh, like sweat and te- let's say sweat and tears into getting me a proper education and you know uh, sending me to uh, to Lebanon to uh, to attend university so I ended up studying electrical engineering with a minor in business. So like, you know, and I got uh, both uh, the best of both worlds, but I always knew that whatever I do is, is not going to be something where I sit in an office from nine to five and not just me being uh, on a desk. From getting to know you from the first few episodes of the show, the construction industry seems quite polarized. On one side, you've got some of the most magnificent construction machinery that builds whole civilizations that's very very forward thinking very innovative 3d printing robotics and large-scale construction equipment and on the other side you've got a a very much an old guard and uh, an old leadership and an old philosophy and way of doing business you definitely sit more on the innovative side how do you feel about innovating in an industry that sometimes isn't that welcoming to doing things differently uh well you know yeah you've you've hit uh let's say you've hit a soft spot uh the thing with construction is in terms of technology they are trying to to do uh so many things better faster cheaper but at the same at the same time it's like they go with this thing if it's not broken don't fix it so looking back at technologies or the ways things have been done for the past 30, 35 years before even I was born, uh, it's practically the same, like the cement blocks and bricks, electrical stuff, AC. Okay, technology may, might have changed and became more efficient, but it, it's not like, you know, it's not like groundbreaking changes. Uh, compared to all other uh, professions or industries, you can almost uh, say uh, construction be, be like from the day it started. Because for me, I think it is the oldest profession. Because people needed a house, whether it is was called a cave or a, an asylum or whatever, people needed to build a house before they can go on with their lives. So it's so old, and I. Th- think we're just like light years behind uh, any other profession and not in terms of technology only in terms of way of thinking and uh, in terms of problem solving approaches in terms of you know managing people and how uh, management responds how processes are done 
the old old man's profession because still it's ruled by old man thinking if this exists exists like i can bring back someone from the dead from 1930 and just put him in a project management chair and he can do just the same thing that is being done now i'd probably need to introduce him to like microsoft word and microsoft excel and and i'm done nothing new can you talk a little bit about the innovation that you're that you spend a lot of your time working on at lumsum and does it ever feel like a a tremendous challenge based on the environment you've just described well uh the number one challenge we uh, we face like me and my team obviously is like um showing people that they need to move on uh people think of uh, construction as a necessity so whatever they do in this uh, profession they're always going to be relevant but i really don't think so because at some point uh so many so many things that happen in construction will be uh just cut off slashed and like it might end up disappearing uh it's not sustainable but i think because it is difficult to explain the technology to to certain uh, people up uh, you know up you know up the pyramid so they opt from using it and we're not looking to cut people from their jobs but um i'm hoping to reach out to the new uh, new generation uh so instead of being pulled into the old fashioned way of doing it uh we're trying to push them to bring their own ideas fight for their ideas and for the new change that they're bringing what are these technologies well and what are the big kind of shifts that need to be made in the construction industry aside from kind of bringing in new young fresh talent with new and fresh ideas what are the technologies that underpin these big shifts well the technology exists as like I, as i mentioned uh the technology exists it's uh, the problem in integration of it so uh as as humans we have access to so many uh, information and so many uh data from the past uh buildings the past construction projects the okay everything you know past material used but what happens is in every project okay in every new project things start from scratch uh we are not you know we are not learning from mistakes and we're not capitalizing on the good stuff that happened so i would i would dream of a day where uh people you know gather uh have access to all the information of all relevant projects or like similar projects to what they're going to work on and basically run all the scenarios come up with the optimal scenario with all the things that went wrong and all the things that went right in the past and uh you know deliver a project more efficiently with using less uh, less resources and faster basically uh depending on what went wrong what went uh, right in in the past so uh integrating machine learning doing all the studies on software and then going into like you know execution and i'm 100% sure this would cut down so many uh time wasted on the like, trial and error uh human mistakes cuz you know 
humans make mistakes. So, you know, integrating this uh, computer-aided models, designs, would just really make a major shift in the industry. And I would love to see this happen one day. You talked about daydreaming and being able to think about um, the future. One of the people that really has done a pretty good job of selling the future, especially from the realm of engineering, is Elon Musk. He's kind of made engineering and thinking about things differently in very, very big, exaggerated ways. He's kind of made that popular. Now, you could argue that that benefits him and his companies and his share prices, the vision of the future that he sells. Could you tell us about your vision of the future? What does it look like? What's a realistic version of the the future you think about when it comes to construction and civilization over the next 50 to 150 years? Uh, well, speaking about Elon, he's, he's, he's a genius, of course, like in terms of engineering and what he delivers. But I also believe he's like, uh, he's a marketing genius because he made being, uh, a, you know, like an, a genius popular or like he made it cool. So, and we, uh, the best thing he's done, you know, uh, is making people, uh, who think, uh, about the future or who have the great ideas seem cool and not only like celebrities who are on TV or the like singers or like, uh, actors. So we need more, more people, uh, who, like this to encourage people with, with brilliant ideas to, uh, to chase them and like, bring them to life. Uh, for me, I might have like a narrow vision of, uh, what future I, uh, like I envision, uh, probably, uh, using the virtual reality, you know, to deliver a project with, before actually delivering it physically. Again, we would be uh, helping the ecosystem. So uh, that's one thing. A uh, second thing we can, I can envision a future where uh projects or like buildings whether it is you know residential whether it's commercial uh whether it's industrial uh it can be done in in a in a manner that uh the purpose can be really shifted and altered so i can turn a residential building into uh let's say something commercial and I can still get it into something uh, industrial. So the model of building would uh, would be very flexible. So anything can be done. Everything can be changed. So probably it's a it's a modular building and more and not like you know made of blocks that are like permanent. So th- these are not far fetched uh, dreams. But it's, it's just a matter of uh, getting the right people to understand that this this will be needed at some point. We don't have uh, infinite resources. Like resources are finite and we need to really look into it uh, a bit further. So, yeah, that, that's how I think it, it, it should go in the next 10 to 15 years. What about what's happening outside of the UAE? You know, how much are you looking at other markets, other countries? What was happening outside of, you know, the UAE, the GCC? And the sort of second part of that question is how can, you know, the industry here take 
influence and bring that into the construction industry here in the UAE? I consider myself like very lucky uh, for being uh, here in the UAE because as a construction enthusiast, uh, I was exposed to so many things. So what I see uh, comparing the UAE on an international level, uh, they're doing pretty, uh, pretty amazing job in adopting any new technology that is out there related to construction and especially when it comes to this life uh, and safety of humans they're still be- behind in the in terms of like the software and implementation of uh, soft technologies for construction but i don't see that any other country is putting more effort into it in terms of construction because again Technologies are there, they, they're just not being utilized by the construction people. Uh, China might, might have, uh, you know, like, uh, might have, uh, built a model of, you know, fast buildings and all, but still they're using the same resources. Maybe they are saving up on time, but, uh, they're just doing, uh, bringing like a hundred guys to do 10 guys job so they managed to fit 100 people at the same time to do this job which i don't think is is just being efficient okay they're uh, being efficient with time but at the same time they're using the same resources in the states uh, they're they're venturing into uh, virtual uh, or like augmented reality when it comes to these things but still, the focus is not construction, maybe on medical, maybe in the commerce side, uh, consumer products. The, they think, they think, uh, it makes profit on the short, short term. But, uh, let's say if we invest in construction for a bit, uh, in 20 to 25 years, you would really, uh, you know, get, make your, uh, make, you know, get your money back on this. Speaking of investing your time into construction, maybe a good place to wrap up here is looking at the effort that you're making in terms of flying a flag for the industry. Between the businesses that you're building that are very progressive and this podcast, why is it important for you to have a podcast and have a voice in this industry? Who are you hoping to talk to? What kind of audience are you looking to build? And who is it out there you're hoping to inspire? What kind of impact are you hoping to have on people by stepping up and being a voice in this industry. I hope this this uh, this podcast or like my voice would reach out to all the young uh, you know young, young geniuses who are considering a career in the construction. Uh, I want to show them that there is room for for your for your genius to be implemented in this industry. We really need you you know, to, to bring something new to the table. The other side, which is a neutral side, I want all thinking people in the industry to hopefully wake up earlier than, uh, than required before, like it's too late that they wake up and see, see what, what, what we're doing, like how many man hours we're putting into this, how much paper are we losing? How much, you know, how much time are we wasting to, uh, to know, get things done. And even if it's done, it's not, it's not done perfectly. Okay. Uh, it does not, uh, exist maybe like things being perfect, but 
it can be uh, it can be done better another thing i want uh, to really emphasize because there there is a big stigma that working in construction is you know it's boring and it's, it's very stressing and by the time you uh, you you know you venture into the construction industry you will end up hating hating uh, your life or not having a life balance or you know life balance uh, you know it's 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 a tricky word because everyone defines it by by themselves but i've always met people like they tell me like mahmoud i'm I'm all about the project life. I don't, I cannot, I cannot manage my time. I don't know when I'm gonna sleep, when I'm gonna wake up, when I can see my friends. But, uh, hoping by like introducing, uh, these new technologies, these new terms, this new way of thinking about construction, uh, maybe we end up, uh, having like a, you know, uh, a less, uh, negative image about the construction and, getting more people into it because we obviously need more people but we need you know like smarter people that that's a good view and maybe you're still a young guy and it's probably a bit early to be talking about legacy but what kind of impact would you like to have on the industry if people talked about the impact that you make over your career in just in just kind of a couple of points how would you like to summarize what you're hoping to do in this in this industry well uh i'm i'm like i'm i'm young in terms of of the years i've spent in this uh profession but later on probably i would want people to remember uh me as the guy who you know started something i don't i don't want uh, i don't think i'm going to be the one you know achieving a big milestone but i hope like i just pave the path that people will use or like walk on to doing something, uh, you know, groundbreaking. So for me, I'm just, you know, trying to build the door to get people in. That's brilliant. Door opener, innovator, groundbreaker. I think that's uh, been an incredible glimpse. I think we as your producers would love to do this every few episodes. Could be every five, could be every 15, but I think there's a lot more to unearth from your story. So. Again, thank you so much for coming onto your own podcast and sharing a little bit about your background with us. And I'm sure as we hear more and more about what's going on in the construction industry, we'll be able to pick apart some of your podcasts as you release them and even delve deeper into some of the points, maybe with some audience questions as well. Mahmoud Al-Suki, thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did uh, recording it with my producers, Raj and Vic. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, about my answers. Uh, do you agree with me? Do you not? Uh, do you have different opinions? So why not send me an email to share your views to mahmoud at almanartech.com or drop me a message through Instagram at Mahmoud Al Suki. You can also get those details in the show notes. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast, I would love a five-star rating and review. And Android users, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Construction Noise. Let's build something special.